1: At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we travel across north, central, and southern Tamil Nadu to discover the biryanis of the state with their unique accompaniments like Dalcha and N. Katrika and the light it sheds on India's culinary culture. <speaking>
0: This
1: isn't a traditional Tamil poem from Sangam Literature or any other epic, it's actually from a commercial for a brand which started over 60 years ago in the small town of Dindigul in central Tamil Nadu. It's 1957. A humble beetle nut shop owner takes a chance to set up a small four-seater hotel by the name of Ananda Villa's Biryani Hotel. The recipe is his wife's unique style of biryani. The place soon starts getting famous and as word of mouth spreads, people start arriving from neighbouring towns. The man Nagasami Naidu becomes recognisable through his talapa, a traditional headdress and over the years he came to be known as Talapakati Naidu. So what's so unique about this? Just another biryani origin story with just another brand jingle. But for the more business-minded listeners, sample this. In 2019, CX Partners, a private equity firm, picked up a majority stake for 235 crores, valuing the brand at 450 crores. In 2021, it further raised an undisclosed amount from a clutch of investors, including the family office of Havels Group, valuing the brand at 860 crores it continues to be the largest private equity investment in a local restaurant chain. What started out as Ananda Villa's biryani hotel is today known as Dindigal Talapakati restaurant. The four-seater hotel has now expanded to over 100 outlets, including nine abroad. But what makes the biryani so special that it commands a cool 860 crore valuation? Traditionally, the first differentiator was the water. Athur is a small town close to Dindigal and it houses Kamaraja Sagar Lake. The water from this lake is supposed to add flavour to the biryani. Then comes the meat itself. It is sourced from tender grass-fed goats from the famous livestock markets of Karnivadi and Paramadi. But there is a unique accompaniment with the dindigal biryani which elevates the taste. Here is Anthony, a resident Tamil Nadu expert at IBM, and the producer of this show. His introduction to this unique accompaniment came in a rather amusing way. My wife is from Tiruchirappalli. like I was
0: first uh, introduced to this dalicha after I got married. Before that, I was to like say like Chennai biryani is the best, the best biryani thing forever. It's yeah. something like that. But first instant, like why why are you eating biryani with sambar?
1: <laughs> what, what what happened to your people? And here's what goes into making Dalcha.
0: Dalcha is something which is made out of uh, mutton bones cooked with uh, channa dal and tur dal with a turmeric. And then they add a ground paste of coconut, onion, and cumin seeds. And that is cooked with brinjal, mango, drumstick, or raw banana plantain. And then they add garam masala or curry masala powder to it. And then they pressure cook it or uh, uh, like uh, make a tadka with ghee and then they give a a sprinkle of coriander and curry leaves, and that is served with biryani.
1: Without this talcha, no South people will eat biryani. But there is one more thing which separates the Dindigal biryani from the rest of the biryanis: the rice. Unlike the heavy dominance of Basmati in most biryanis across northern and eastern India, the Dindigal Biryani uses home grown rice. This particular Siraga
0: samba is cultivated over there in Vella Palayam and Taluk like over in nagapatnam district siraga means cumin seeds and samba is the season in which the rice is cultivated It's like from august to january you have a distinction between jira rice and siraga samba rice siraga samba rice will have a distinct smell on an odor to it where jira rice will not have it's plain even basmati rice will not have and basmati doesn't have an uh, like a distinct taste to it it's the normal rice, right? But Seeraga Samba is not like that. Seeraga Samba has its own flavour. So, it's named as jeera. Jeera is like, uh, has a distinct order to it, right? And the distinct taste, it's something like that. So, Seeraga sambha, when you cook with meat, it absorbs all the flavours of meat with its own distinct taste. And meat's taste
1: also, it tastes like the heaven. The distinction between the kinds of rice is also how one distinguishes the different biryanis of Tamil Nadu. As someone who moved to Bangor a few years ago, the city is dotted with yet another culinary export from the state, the ambur biryani. The story of ambur biryani can be traced back to the Mughal kitchens. The Nawabs of Arkot were established by the Mughal Emperor Aurangzeb and ruled the Karnataka region of South India mainly in the 18th century. They used Arkot near ambur as their base and it was in these kitchens that the ambur biryani saga began. So it's not surprising that the ambur biryani inherited the dumb style of cooking biryani where the meat and rice are cooked separately. In this aspect, the dindigal biryani is different as both meat and rice are cooked together. The ambur biryani not only uses basmati rice, but also uses siraga samba rice. But even in that ambur region, there are distinctions which come in.
0: All these three areas are there in the chennai bangalore highway actually. Arkad, ambur and vanyambadi. All these three areas are famous for biryani. Three stations are famous for biryani. Like Vaniyambadi serves you like a Pasmadi. It's pretty less like Hyderabadi biryani. But you, you can't find that uh, fried onions and uh, such things over there. But you can find that cashews and uh, uh, dried grapes and everything over there in Vaniyambadi biryani. So that's the major distinction between Arkad, Ambur, and
1: Vaniyambadi biryani. And yet there is another biryani from Tamil Nadu which has its own legion of fans. The Chennai Biryani. It has a flavour palace similar to the Dindigal Biryani. And here too, the rice and the meat are cooked together. But it uses Basmati rice and not Siragasam. And much like the Dindigal Biryani, it too has a unique accompaniment.
0: The queen of Chennai Biryani is when Chennai Biryani is served with Enna Katrika. Or the Katrika Pachadi, what you say. That is... That really, as as I mentioned, Talicha over there in the southern part of Tamil Nadu, right? This enna Katrika plays an important role in Chennai. Enna Katrika is something like uh, brinjals or cooked in uh, oil for that too. Precisely, gingerly oil. So, gingerly oil, first you have to slit the brinjals and you have to like roast it the round ones which have purple and white inbuilt over there right so those are slitted and they, they, it will be sorted in uh, gingerly oil for around 5 to 10 minutes that are taken apart and you have to paste roasted groundnut and sesame uh, uh, seeds uh, roasted groundnut and sesame seeds are pasted and uh, it's, it's a normal uh, procedure like again uh, uh, spoons of uh, gingerly oil with some peppercorns and with some jeera and uh, onions and then uh, tomato and then ginger garlic paste, a spoon of uh, coriander, chilli, turmeric and a pinch of astifoda and then everything is cooked when uh, until the oil separates out. So and then the ground paste of groundnut and sesame seeds are poured inside and uh, with a cup of uh, tamarind. Uh, tamarind paste or tamarind water. So that is cooked until the oil oozes out and then you have to pour this uh, uh, roasted brinja also into that and then you have to slow cook it for 30 minutes until the gingerly oil completely oozes out from that particular gravy. So that we call it as
1: enna katrika. There is no chennai biryani without enna katrika. There is no dindigal biryani without dancha. Every year, when Swiggy and Zomato release their annual food trend reports, biryani comes out on top as the undisputed king of what Indians love to order. It's a throwaway thing to say that biryani is an emotion, but then sometimes, it truly is.
0: When I was in the school days, we used to take a car and we used to travel to Velangani, which is, again, uh, the auspicious port for all Christians, right? So, uh, we used uh, at least in, uh, once in a year, we used to go. And uh, the way we travel to Velangani, it's like uh, uh, through Tanjavur. Tanjavur is the Kaveri Delta region. Like you have all the paddy fields over there. We stop the car in middle and yeah. we explore, a, like we create a firewood in between and my mother will start cooking in biryani in, in mid of our travel. Like... I used to cut onions and my father used to wash all the meat and my brother used to uh, cut all the uh, vegetables and grind the spices over there. So it gives an binding energy which which creates a whole family. And when you eat that biryani, of course, it will give you that love affection which is mentioned
1: over there in the ad of Dindikal Talapagadi. As we travel, that Indian food is so vast and layered that it is impossible to grasp its complexity in a lifetime. So whether you like biryani or not, just remember that no travel is complete without engaging with the food of that place. What could connect a tree-finding voyage from an Egyptian pharaoh to the ancient Indian port of Bharuch in Gujarat? And what does this have to do with the three major religions of the world, Hinduism, Christianity and Buddhism? To uncover this story, tune in to Postcards from Nowhere on the IBM Podcast Network.